0: Tonight, the Night Watcher Worm of Jaku. Is it a weird animal or an even
1: weirder trash compactor? Our sources say why not both. And the huts. How much power do they actually wield? We tell you in a special what do you mean we just went bankrupt? Who bought us out? Oh. Oh <clears throat> in a breaking news special report, the huts are great! More at eleven Ladies and solistons, welcome back to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. I am Shameless Jedi Shill Ian, and joining me is an Imperial propaganda puppet, John. John, how have you been? I'm doing alright, Ian. How are, you? How, how are uh, things? Things are, things are okay. It's been a very interesting past couple weeks for Star Wars. I think uh, you and I have been doing a lot of different cool things uh, in terms of both with the podcast and um just in our day-to-day Star Wars loving lives. So it's been it's been pretty fun. Do you have anything else to say? I was kind of waiting for a response from you on that one. It really wasn't a question asked. It was more of a statement. Right. It doesn't I mean conversations don't always end with questions. They should though. That's true. That's, That's how you enough.
0: continue conversations.
1: That not necessarily. That's I fair. mean, we have we have mountains of evidence to prove that conversations flow strangely. You know, there are episodes of Hoth Topics podcast that we we're listening to. So if you want to hear more about conversations. But uh, at any rate, it's been a fun week. We went on a, a figure hunt for our collection. We're big fans of the Black Series 6-inch uh, six six inch. figures. And a couple new ones got announced, and we were kind of just hoping that they would appear... They never do, though. Yeah,
0: they... the, those Walmart or Walgreens exclusives just never seem to show
1: up over here. No, I, I'm still waiting on my ghost Obi-Wan. Uh, another thing we did is we ended up watching Forces of Destiny, which is different than Force and Destiny, the supplement for the Fantasy Flight games, which is in turn different than Destiny, the dice game. Horses of Destiny is uh, the YouTube show uh, that Disney puts out, Lucasfilm puts out. Tell me more about it, Ian. It's it's an interesting project. It is definitely not marketed for our demographic of big sweaty adult nerds, but it's uh, it's definitely marketed towards a younger female audience. And I, I kind of hesitate to, to say that out loud because it gives the connotation that this series is only for young girls. And after watching it and going through it, I don't think that's true. I think that anybody in the younger demographic can watch it and and get something out of it. Uh, It's definitely not something that is geared towards um, the older demographic, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's kind of cool that there's something out there that helps introduce new fans who maybe weren't being catered to in the main movies or in some of the shows to the Star Wars series. I like the idea that there's something out there that parents could say, you know, oh, this would be a good way to get my kid into Star Wars. And they have that ability now. They have that resource with this fun little YouTube series. I like the concept of the series,
0: uh, what they're going for, for trying to reach out for that young female demographic me and you have probably grown up thinking that Star Wars is for boys. At least that's how I've always felt It it, it was kind of pushed. Um, yeah, it was. And even though, like, you can go to a convention, you can see just how many non-boys or are in the fandom. Non-boys. And, yes, opposite boys. Uh, <laughs> and the, that it took them 40 years to jump on that. Kind of depressing, but, I mean, Disney... Has been doing that True. with the princesses and everything, so I, I think it's a cool experiment to see if the if that target de- demographic is going to be reached through these, or if uh, like some unfortunately someone will see that says Star Wars and just think it's not right for my daughter sort of thing,
1: okay, and not yeah. even
0: you know watch it and see what what they're
1: trying to show that. It's- so you're kind of worried that people will see it's a Star Wars brand and regardless of who it's targeting, not show it to their kids because it's Star Wars, which is historically male-oriented. Male-marketed. Male-marketed. That's, yeah. a, that's a good... That's a better term. Um. Yeah. Okay. I can see that being... A, it would be interesting to kind of find some people who have introduced their their children into star Wars this way uh if you are listening and you have a experience introducing somebody in your life to Star Wars through forces of destiny let us know i'd i'd be I'd be really interested in hearing kind of how that goes and what that what what that story is well one thing I really do like about it is the the episodes are short
0: um you know ten ish minutes not even like two. Oh ish yeah two two ish minutes, two-ish minutes. Right, i'm thinking I've, I've been binging adventure time well what i like is these stories they they're not necessarily like standalone not all of them are but some of them do fill kind of plot hole gaps in the movies right um uh, that they, they don't necessarily they're not plot holes that need to be filled but it's just kind of cool to kind of see where uh some of these things will fit in pulling in characters from all the mediums from the, you know, the main movies to the cartoons.
1: Yeah. What I, I never really felt like th- there were very few episodes that we, we kind of, we binged through the whole thing. Uh, and there were very few that felt like completely out of place to me. Like I can believe the things that are happening when they're happening could have happened. That sounds like a very confusing sentence, so let me explain a little bit further. Like, for example, there uh, the very first episode, which we'll go into a little bit more depth here in a second, uh, takes place with BB-8 and Rey in the Sands of Jakku. Now, we didn't see this happen in the movie, but it takes place at a point in the film where there was a time gap and I can totally believe the things that are being explored in this little YouTube series could very well have happened in that time period. It doesn't. Very few of them feel forced to me. Does that make sense? Very few of them. There are a few that
0: I feel are kind of
1: yeah. No, I agree. obnoxiously shoehorned in. I agree. That's why I, you know, I went with most as my <laughs> keyword there. There are a couple that it's just like, really, guys? But then you have to remember what it is we're we're watching. So because it's so bite-sized in form, we thought we'd take a minute to discuss a couple of the episodes that we saw and then going forward in future episodes we'll come back and revisit them and maybe go a couple episodes at a time and just... Let you guys know what we thought about them. Um, if you're looking to watch the whole thing, they're all available on YouTube through, I think it's Disney's page, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. They're all available on the internet. It's, it's a really easy thing to find and, and watch. Totally free, which to- is important. Totally free, yes. I I feel that the quote-unquote price tag is appropriate I agree. For, for what I we're agree getting here. With you. Um, it's it's great little bite sized filler content. And I there tends to be a negative connotation to the word filler, but in this case it's not a bad thing. But it's that's what it is, you know? So, John, I thought we would take a minute, uh, and kinda go over the first couple episodes of Forces of Destiny. I think
0: I think I'm with you on this for the sake of creating content for the show.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing. Uh, to do, you may not like it, you may not agree with it, but you accept it.
0: I feel like that's a quote from something. Hmm,
1: probably a Star Trek movie. Yeah, probably. Oh no, wait, Battlestar Galactica.
0: How dare you? Hmm. They didn't make a Battlestar Galactica movie. They made TV movies like Pegasus. And uh, what was the other one? There was another one. Blood and Chrome. That was more of a mini series.
1: As you can see, of the two of us, John is the one who has a further knowledge of sci fi outside of Star Wars. I, unfortunately, am still a pleb in most of those uh, waters. How about we talk some Star Wars and let's talk some Forces of Destiny? The first episode that we took a look at was uh, called The Sands of Jakku. This first little short opens up with the Night Watcher worm, which is some sort of trash eating junk eating creature.
0: You'd remember it from the movie with the uh the the creature that has a T-shaped
1: head that's just kinda watching Ray. BB eight. In BB eight? It it's it's when BB eight's escaping from the battle where Ren captures Poe. Mm-hmm and BB-8's, like, rolling away, and that thing just kind of, like, looks at him.
0: I... Real quick, I feel real dumb. Yeah, what's up? I just realized that that village in the beginning of the movie is
1: on Jakku. I feel as though that you normally uh, had this information, and the fact that I am forcing uh, this upon you uh, <laughs> late at night is has made your brain forget. I,
0: I don't know why, but, like, I just... <laughs> No, no, no! I like I I don't know what it was, but I just I didn't connect that the that village that the first order blows up and Jakku were the
1: same place. Wow. Ugh. <laughs> well, now you know. Well, that that makes the whole movies different. See, doesn't that make doesn't that make this this exploration of forces of destiny worth it? I guess, but now <laughs> I have to go rewatch all the movies. Oh it's shame! shame. Uh, how are you ever going to get through those? I guess i
0: will start with Attack of the Clones. No, Phantom. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I don't
1: know which one movie came first. Phantom good. So So this 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 Nightwatcher worm. And and speaking of that scene where he pops his head up and he watches BB8 go, I legitimately thought that that was uh the
0: extent of the creature.
1: Just yeah, that was just a dude poking his head out of the sands. Like uh the kind of there's a similar looking creature in the cantina. Yep. Um and I thought he was just one of those species. But apparently there's, like, an entire giant, like, snail worm thing with a mouth. It's very
0: similar to the Graboid creatures from the Tremors movies.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm not Except familiar. with a giant
0: T-shaped head instead of, you know, just being a giant worm. Yeah. But it's a sim- similar thing. The creature can burrow through the sand um, at high speeds and eat things except in Trimmers they eat people in this movie or in this uh, this short they eat
1: um, junk they eat junk junk was the word used so to me like reading way too deep into this I'm like so I guess it's kind of like a goat like it has you know can digest just about anything because that couldn't have been its natural feeding component no creature evolves on junk. Or it could just be Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, completely over, over analyzing the whole thing. Um, but it, it it's kind of a cool creature. Uh, it ends up attacking uh, Rey and BB-8. It's important to point out too that uh, many of the voices in Forces of Destiny, not all of them, but many of them are voiced by their actual actors. I think that's that's pretty neat. And uh, it's kind of cool that they would take time out of their, their schedules to come in and do this. I'm sure they're getting paid for it, but it's still, you know, a really small side project. This sandworm creature attacks Rey and BB-8 because BB-8 looks tasty and the thing hasn't eaten. There is a bit of a chase scene. We get to see some of Ray being very heroic and dodging the worm and saving BB-8. They end up back at her downed AT-AT hideout. And uh, she lets the creature go uh, by feeding it a hunk of something that she had sitting around, and that that's the end of the episode. Like it's only what two minutes and thirty seconds long, I think, something like that. Something like that. That in 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 three ish so minutes, it presented a neat little story that explores things that we already knew about Ray's character, or that are not so far fetched as to be conflicting with her canonical appearances it, it was a fun little thing what did you what did you think about this whole little experiment experiment <laughs> yeah um, it's an experiment that's gone on for two seasons so it must be doing something yeah right. exactly yeah, i probably shouldn't be calling it an
0: experiment that kind of uh diminishes what they're doing right and what they're trying to do so I, I will i will try to stop i'll try an experiment to stop saying that i, I did enjoy these uh, the first one we watched the, this one we're talking about um I could see pretty quickly that it's definitely geared towards a younger audience the The themes that we're used to in Star Wars they kind of cut it up to very a very basic level right uh to you know to, to get that message over to the uh over quickly to younger minds uh where they didn't have to sit through a ton of
1: exposition to figure out what was happening sort of thing yeah i i agree on on that point that there isn't a whole lot of meat to these stories like it's it's really easy for younger uh, audiences to process that and and get get a handle on them but i do enjoy that there's a lot of stuff in them for the fans that are watching this with their kids, like you can connect the dots between the stories that you're seeing on screen to what they when they happen in the movie timeline, in the comic timeline, in the TV show timeline. So I think that that's uh, a pretty nifty thing. And I think that this is really a, a good family tool for introducing people to Star Wars. And so like in this episode maybe the kid watching it with you is just seeing the cool spectacle on the screen but the adult in the room or the the older fan in the room who's maybe a little bit more cap- ready to 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 make the, the the crazy connections that all fans make they're ready to they they can see you know oh i know what scene this takes place in in the force awakens mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of a cool little uh you do get something out of this, even if you are not the target audience. Does that make sense? Uh, like,
0: I, the, the thought of watching this as a family didn't cross my mind. I thought this was, I thought of more of as like a put this on for your kids to distract them for like a handful of minutes while, you know, you go take care of something real quick in the right. other room. I, uh, I, got, I gotta,
1: I gotta do this laundry. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: but I, I, I do like what you're saying there that, um, that it's a good entry point for for families to get into Star Wars as a family um, as a, activity. Yeah. Say.
1: Yeah. So uh, there's there's stuff in here for everybody. Um, anything catching your catching in your brain for for that first episode, or should we move on to uh, the next one? Um, I do have a bunch of random
0: notes on this episode. However, they don't really work very well as talking points. They're more of miscellaneous notes. So what I think I'm going to do for this episode is take both of our notes and just stick them on our website, okay. on HotTopicsPodcast.com. That'll be a fun uh, little. Just, just so that there's a little more things to read when we release the episode. Right. Because my notes are nonsense,
1: my... Uh, as my notes are generally Mine are also slightly nonsense for for this particular one, because I take notes as I'm watching, so they're usually like quick little quick little tidbits of words that I then go back and revisit, and it just doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs>
0: That's why I had to re-watch the show today, or all the episodes today, so that you can look at my notes, and, like, I have a note here for this episode that just says, Ray Olympic Javelinier, Javelinier, Javelinist. And uh, I had to go rewatch the episode
1: to figure out what I was talking about. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's uh, actually that brings up a that that triggered uh, a thing for me that I want to talk about. I'm I'm so triggered, you guys. No, 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 uh, that that uh, the the reflexes that Ray displays here and the like her ability to kind of figure out where the sand beast is going to pop up. This could absolutely be my Jedi fanboy putting too much onto this scene or this little short but that could be just minor indications of her force sensitivity before she knew she was force sensitive you know yeah just I, little that, things that's manifesting I okay cool i'm glad i'm, I'm glad i'm not it, it was the like the there. the pauses
0: in between the action where you could see her um kind of contemplating her next move where you I got the most like she's tapping into her force sensitivity. You know, like Anakin and Phantom Menace tapping into his innate force ability to be a, the only human that can, you know, safely pilot a, a pod, a pod racer. racer. I
1: say safely, but. Yeah, this is not a, not a sport for your kids, kids. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's uh, I'm glad I'm glad I'm not the only one who saw that too. And with the the javelinier, javelining, javelin, javelinist, ja, javeliniering, javel- javel- anything, javel, 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 javel. You doing all that uh, over there? Yeah, no, I just I got S- stuck on a word. Still triggered. <laughs> so, so, <"Argh>, triggered. Uh, <laughs> with the with the javelin part where it the the beast kind of like has it lodged in its mouth and he crushes down on it and it kind of bows and shoots out and yeah. spins towards Ray. like she catches that thing with pure like dead eye skill where in reality I think anybody else not aided by the force would either have a really hurt hand or be smacked in the face uh, the one thing I really really liked about that scene
0: uh, with the, the bow flexing unintentional pun there <laughs> uh, unintentional product placement um <laughs> was that the the her staff bends almost completely in half to where the points are touching. And I enjoyed that uh solely because when I helped my friend Catherine build a Sith Ray costume and we turned Darth Maul's lightsabers into a, a collapsing staff, the body the main support body of that staff were just two polycarbonate uh, tubes for the lightsaber, and that thing bent just like the one in the cartoon. So now there's a canon reason why uh, so the wibbly lightsaber wibbly.
1: staff I made, yeah, is so obnoxiously <laughs> unstable. Uh, well, uh, I think we can we can jump off into the next episode here because unlike the majority of the series, um, this the second episode of this feeds into the. Next one, the the next episode. How hard now? The next episode is called BB-8 Bandits. It it's it's in that exact same period of time, like maybe even next day, uh, from the first episode, carrying on from the rescue of BB-8 from the from the the night watcher watcher i keep wanting to say nightcrawler which is a type of worm just say graboid yeah the graboid (laughs) and it it opens on uh tito kind of spying on them and i my first thought was hey tito cool he's like and who is tito for those who are listening and have no idea who tito is uh tito is the the grumbly alien dude on jakku who had initially captured bb8 and then does
0: does he have any respect for anything
1: Uh, Apparently, he he doesn't respect anybody. Oh, okay. uh, According to to Ray. Uh, (laughs) But, so, he makes an appearance in this. We kind of get a little bit more of that asserted personality trait Ray was talking about of the non-respect. Because he straight up tries to steal BB-8 from Ray again. And he he brought some, some flunkies along with him this time. Uh, all of them, kind of had. Uh, I had flashbacks to the Tusken Raider scene in uh, New Hope, where Luke's looking through bin- the the binoculars and he sees the Tusken Raider, and then mm-hmm. right behind him, uh, there's the one that attacks him. That's basically what happens here. Ray like sees Tito spying on them and turns around, and there's just one of his flunkies swinging a thing, swinging a swinging a weapon. There's a bit of a speeder chase that ensues. Um, everybody but Ray seems to have a blaster. <laughs> uh, and she ends up outsmarting the flunkies. They crash into each other. Uh, and BB-8 makes a beeping suggestion, which Ray appears to agree with. And they lure Tito into the uh, downed Imperial Star Destroyer, where he is then attacked by the... Uh, night watcher worm who om nom noms on his speeder his speeder and uh, I think he ends up getting out of there safe as do uh, no one dies in on the nobody dies in the show uh, it is uh I don't know did we see a couple of stormtroopers get we see stormtroopers get knocked out we
0: don't see anyone get sh- any stormtroopers get shot that I remember uh, they are following the late 80s early 90s cartoon uh thing where no one gets hurt they just get really bad boo-boos
1: which is fine for what the show is and the audience they're going for you know Yep. so it's it's fine it's whatever um it's a it's a again this is a, a, a cute little story totally fits as a scene between scenes scene Scene. And scene. And scene. <laughs> um, one of the things I noticed in, in this episode, I, I really enjoyed how all of the melee weapons being used seem to be kind of junk builds. Yeah. Like, raised staff... Like, all scavenged. Always... Just yeah. Just like hers. So, which, which really kind of helps further the lore of the scavenger lifestyle on Jakku. So... Uh, I thought that was neat, and uh I thought that maybe we get a little bit more of an example of Ray's force sensibilities uh where she leads the the worm uh she leads Tito to the worm and the worm just focuses on Tito and not her. I think maybe she was innately sort of animal empathying the thing or just remembered that she fed him, sure moments both... ago both both acceptable um again that could just be me reading into it um the music's good in this series i should point out too it feels very star wars i mean we we hit those um the the leitmotifs that we were talking about in our our music episode we we hit a lot of that in in the soundtrack here um but it's it's good it's good music uh and it helps further the story along as well uh, what do you think of this this little episode here? Uh, this was the first episode that I
0: really liked the animation style.
1: So, For just, those that aren't familiar, the, yeah, let's, the let's animation style
0: is is very flash based. Well, they they make a model in Flash or in like Photoshop or something, and the the models don't really move around a lot. They just kind of it, it's how ha- do I want to say they they don't animate every frame. It's
1: yeah, they're not smooth. They have a
0: model that they they um. They manipulate in the editing software to get the desired effect. Yeah, it's and very
1: 2D animation.
0: For many of these episodes, even like going into more episodes that we're going to talk about, or that going into episodes we're not going to be talking about tonight, there are some times when the style of animation doesn't look all that good to me. And usually it's like the... The wide shots or like the panoramic shots where there's a lot of stuff going or there's not a lot of stuff going on in the background. Uh, this episode had a lot of action going on inside of one of the down star destroyers, and ever, all the shots were kept really close. And it reminded me a lot of Samurai Jack.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Samurai Jack had that. a very
0: similar art style. It I does have that. I believe art it was style. traditionally animated, but the the way they did it with um uh with their their style of animation just was very reminiscent.
1: Yeah, no, I I didn't think about that until you you mentioned it. That's a that's it, a good comparison.
0: And it it's it's a great way to look when I was watching it to to stay invested in in Forces of Destinies. It just the illusion would break when they would do large open shots where there was a lot of um a lot of limbs moving around and it's like, "Oh, this kind of looks it's kind of looks a little cheesy
1: again yeah yeah i'd agree with that i think that it got better as the series went on like the the second season of it was a little tighter uh a little bit more
0: something uh, something
1: <laughs> developed i guess um which is how most shows work i mean the animation style for the Clone Wars and Rebels, I uh, just I couldn't really oh, handle it. Clone it Wars was out. painful at the beginning. Yeah, it was not fantastic, but as as it went forward, they worked on it. So, and we're seeing the uh, same example of this here. Um, the only the... other,
0: so when we were doing these notes, I think I went a little overly like critical of some of the things cuz you know, right. I'm not the target audience, so I I see things that are dumb that I not Well, don't and, need to and see. we're, you
1: know, we're, we're 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 a couple of sarcastic dudes, so we like to make make jokes in our so, notes as well. So I in all my notes I
0: referred to the night watcher as a gooberfish. Uh <laughs> because it's a gooberfish goober fish. and then it's a big gooberfish. <laughs> so my my overthinking this thing like here's with the force, my overthinking thing is if this creature lives on junk why doesn't it eat anything and everything that is the junkyard that is Jakku because of all the debris from the space battle? It was full. But but it, why why would it need BB-8 then if it could just eat a star superstar destroyer?
1: It didn't have lunch.
0: <laughs> so, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, even if it didn't have lunch, Oh, she takes it back to her at or ad at home <laughs> yeah i was thinking you about just that take too take a bite out of the ad at anyway <laughs> Steve <dump>. foot <laughs> uh it's that's it's star wars logic it doesn't need to make sense
1: yeah yep so uh how about we we go into uh go into another one here oh ch- sure sure well we're we're off of uh we're off of jakku here and we end up on endor I have so many dumb notes for this. Yeah, I figured you were. Uh, My very first one was Yub Nub. My very first one was... uh, The episode
0: is uh, called Ewok Escape. Yep. And in parentheses I wrote, based on the title alone, this is my favorite episode. (laughs) And that was before I watched the episode.
1: Uh, Fantastic. So, John, uh, do you remember what happens in this one? Um... Based on my notes,
0: there's nonsense that happens. Uh, okay. This takes place during Return of the Jedi. And I believe it is just after Leia gets separated from the strike team. And she comes across some Ewoks who are being hassled, who are being read penal codes by stormtroopers. Which is the penal code 310, thing. which actually comes up again in another episode. <laughs> um, which is dumb. Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. And the stormtroopers, they get uh they get ensnared in the classic Ewok trap of being pulled into the sky by rope, which I thought was ridiculous that three, you Ew- like one or two Ewoks can pull
1: two stormtroopers into the air. Well, uh, let me let me offer you a uh, uh, a piece of evidence that might help change your mind on that. Mm-hmm. It took. I want to remind you that this is my favorite episode. Yeah, no, I understand. Because there's Ewoks in it. It took 6 to 8 Ewoks to trip an ATST with a bit of vine. Okay. So they are I'm um, they I'm I'm thinking they're packing some pretty serious muscle underneath that fur. <laughs> okay. I can see that. So the
0: I think the the big the big MacGuffin of this episode—not MacGuffin—that's MacGuffin, not the right word. But MacGuffin. I, Ian, you'll know the word as soon as I say it. Is this shows how Leia got her the dress that she's in when she when the strike team is being cooked?
1: The the filler, I guess. Yeah. Plot filler. Which, so yeah, it it doesn't
0: really explain anything because when we see her in the dress in the movie, I think we all like at least I like oh the material uh, and the colors are very earthly tones this is clearly something that was on indoor already like she didn't bring another dress to change into right so in this episode they the ewoks give leia this dress as a present for helping them with these stormtroopers
1: which doesn't answer the question
0: my yeah it's (laughs) they had this dress so my note was uh i still think that uh the dress was removed from the last or was taken from the last family that maybe crashed on indoor? Sure. Possibly Mama Tawani of the indoor uh, the Ewok movies,
1: but those take place post-return. Do of the Jedi. they?
0: No one knows. They're that's, not canon anymore.
1: That's a fair
0: point. Uh and Mama Tawani doesn't need the dress anymore because of uh, Mama Tawani not
1: so much uh, <laughs> anymore. Mama Tawani not so not much. Not so much anymore. Can, can that be Can that be our first t shirt? Yeah. (laughs) So um, Mama Twani, not so much. A message brought to you by Halophelps. What I
0: liked liked about this whole thing about her giving the dress is like, oh look, they they give a girl a dress and like that's what is that what this episode's about is like girls and dresses are should go together. But as soon as she has the dress, the first thing she asks is, Does this come with a spear? (laughs) Yeah. Like, man, that 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 is Leia. Leia I... doesn't want a nice dress. Leia wants a nice dress
1: and a weapon that goes with it because she is a warrior princess. On On the topic of the dress, the, there's a running theme in my notes where I'm just calling everybody monsters. Mm-hmm. And it started in this, episodes, in this episode. My first note was, a soldier is surprised that other people didn't take care of the primitives. Monsters. And then two notes later, it says... Uh, Dress origin? It's all we ever wanted. Probably from some stormtrooper's family. Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was stormtrooper family, uh, or Mama Tawani. I did like. I, I like the. I like the Tawani. Uh, I like the Mama Tawani thing. That's that's a good headcanon. canon. Um, I liked the 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 voice of Leia. Obviously, she was not voiced by Carrie Fisher. Uh, I did a little digging, and the voice actress is Shelby Young. Uh you you'll like this uh later later in uh the this series there is a an Ewok named Nisa and Shelby Young also voices Nisa.
0: Nisa So
1: technically she voices two princesses.
0: Oh, you're talking about the uh the Ewok yeah. princess? Yeah. There
1: you go. There you go. So uh
0: I am not a huge fan of the Leia voice actress in this. Oh really? I I feel that she portrays Leia a little
1: too young. Um, she is pretty young. Like I, when I was looking up the voice actress, she, she is she's obvi- and She looks young. Throughout
0: the the series, I was never sure if it was the same voice, voice actress each time, each time. That Leia showed up. Because it was a, it, it might just be me that I, I heard a different inflection on things. Sure every time Leia showed
1: up. That could also be, like, part of, you know, on the part of direction yeah. that she was given. But, uh, no, okay, I see that. I, I liked it, but I, I think I think you make some good points there. And, it, um, and I, I, I recognize it's going to be hard to replace, you know, Carrie. Right, of course. And anybody who has that job is not going to... One thing I didn't look up, I should have looked up... I should have looked up who... Did the voice line for Carrie Fisher, or for for Princess Leia in Rogue One? Mm. Because I don't think that was Carrie Fisher either. I think they just took sound clips of her. Took a sound clip of her saying "hope" from somewhere. Yeah, you know, it's like I mean that's what they did for
0: Obi Wan saying "Ray" in Force Awakens. It wasn't even him saying "Ray." It was like part of a word. Yeah, it was part
1: of a completely different (laughs) word. But they did have Ewan McGregor come in to whisper some stuff, which I really, really enjoyed because Obi-Wan's my favorite. You just want Ewan McGregor whispering things to you. You know what? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure. I'm for it. <laughs> um, another th- so, so there's a point in this episode where uh, in my initial note was chastising the Stormtrooper for being bad at his job because one of the Ewoks has like a hatchet, like a stone hatchet. And the stormtrooper goes, is that a weapon? And I'm just like, of course it's a weapon. You're bad at your job. But then I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, think about it. Like, I don't think stormtroopers are trained to fight primitive species. Like, they're used to dealing with people with other blasters. So he very well could have just seen a stick with a rock tied to it and not actually known if it was a (laughs) weapon or not. (laughs) He was genuinely asking. Yeah, he was I, like Is I, that a weapon? I'm not sure. Does this does this violate another nonsensical penal code that I know that these natives who do not speak our language don't understand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, anything else on that episode there, John? No, that's it. Well we watched we watched one more in the in the series. I think uh, this will be our final one. For tonight, and then we'll go over them, you know, maybe one or two at a time down the road, just as a little continuing segment. Um, I think that's uh, uh, that's the way we're going to go. Does that sound right? Yes. All right. I think that's what we decided. Yeah, it was a good idea, um, having something to kind of go and revisit. And I think we'll try to do this, too, with uh, maybe when Resistance comes out and... Uh, few other things it's uh something we're experimenting with so stay tuned for more on that but the last episode of forces of destiny we're going to talk about tonight goes to another different time period and it's called the padawan path and it takes place during the clone wars um we open up on yoda and anakin i think it's we actually open on uh ahsoka like running through the coruscant streets because she's late and anakin and yoda are just hanging out at the temple waiting for her to get there and i love how like impatient anakin is being and yoda's just completely chill about the whole thing but Ahsoka's running uh trying to to get to this meeting that she has to get to with with her masters on time uh where she's sidetracked because of a, a rampaging droid whom is threatening a family uh, a mother and a, and a child and then she proceeds to stop and uh, kick droid butt while c- we consistently cut back to an ever more impatient Anakin and Yoda who just seems to be getting impatient with Anakin's impatience mm. <laughs> which I really enjoyed not, not showing the best uh, Jedi Jedi uh, chill there, guys. Um, Ahsoka dispatches the droid and ends up going back, meeting with the Masters. And Yoda tells her that she's doing a good job and she's well on her way to being a Jedi. And hands her a, a, a piece of her uh, Padawan braid necklace. headpiece thing so for to briefly explain the the padawan braid thing classically in star wars the padawan braid if you are a species capable of growing hair you just grow a braid out and it's a symbol of your training and but if you're a non-human species who are a non a non-hair growing species um this is supplemented with a piece of jewelry that is in the same fashion so Ahsoka wears this kind of like beaded uh, braid around her uh, horns. Mon- uh yeah, Montrell, thank you. Ooh, I Not I Neku, not Leku. Not Leku. Although she does have Leku. They're they're just the, the bottom part. And the Montrell <laughs> is the 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 top part. Those are like super sensitive ears. Um yeah. So uh, what 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 did you take away from this episode, Joe? I was super stoked that they brought back cast members
0: from the Clone Wars. So we still had Ashley Eckstein running around as Ahsoka. Yeah. For me, this episode, of the ones that we had watched so far, was the most filler episode, I want to say. Um, and I think that's solely because I have a uh, familiarity with the Clone Wars and with the, the Clone Wars show in general. So this kind of just felt like the a b story of something that was going on so i think that kind of took away from what was going on with it also i didn't understand what what the big deal was with getting this uh getting the braid and why anakin was so like impatient about it
1: yeah it it the 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 build-up and the payoff were not equal in their sort of the the importance factor i think I, I see what you're saying about it feeling like a filler episode. That that didn't really bother me, just because I felt like a lot of the Clone Wars was just filler episodes. Well, I've,
0: that's that's what kind of turned me off to the episode, is I've I've seen this. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And I think that
0: uh, the, epi- the Rebels episodes and the Clone Wars episodes of Forces of Destiny, they all kind of feel that way to me, because we've seen... We've, um, seen, we've seen something similar to this.
1: Okay, that's fair enough.
0: Where the ones that are based in the movies kind of fill in fill in plot gaps or just like time in between things. The the ones that are based on um, characters from existing shows. Right. Uh, don't have that the same um urgency, I should say.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a fair enough point. Um, I think I think maybe I'm just a little bit more forgiving of it because I'm getting Yoda who's in my top five and more more Jedi well don't get me wrong I was I was so stoked that Snips was in it because she
0: uh was my favorite character in Clone Wars and to go off on a Clone Wars side tangent I don't think I
1: knew that um, that's really
0: cool well she started off super annoying well yeah and then of all the characters she's I think she's like to me she's the only one that actually had any character growth yeah and it's and it's only because those other characters have an overarching story in those movies, and they were kind of locked into their personalities. Where Snips wasn't in the movies, so we could see her progress from you know, whining um, brat to
1: the Force Sage, yes, yeah, so something, yes, yeah, something more, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's 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 a really good point, and I agree also, with you, I think I, she did. Have I don't think anyone can point. ever be upset at Ashley Eckstein, she's adorable, yeah, she's she's just 100% cool person there um ahsoka was super cool in this episode we got a little bit of lightsaber action which was um now that you you mentioned the samurai jack comparison uh it was kind of cool to see some lightsaber action in that style mm-hmm. the model for uh, anakin in this in this is so ken doll in appearance i don't know how to like he's got like the, the full lips and like the chin thing going on. I don't how would you describe that? It's very No, you, it's, you it's know very distracting he's,
0: he's absolutely uh, a doll.
1: Yeah. It's it's super distracting. It was really distracting for me. The Yoda model, however, looked I think infinitely better than than what we got in like Rebels. It actually looked and felt like Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, on the on the on the Padawan braid piece thing, I was kind of interested in that because it shows some importance to getting pieces of it. Which I'm wondering if that's like, again, diving too deep, is that a ceremony for only non 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 mammal uh, species? Is this like maybe it's a uh a boy scout type merit badge system where
0: you sure. get a new
1: bead every time you do good like if if students who can grow the braids do they need to keep it at a certain length until <laughs> they hit a
0: here's your sith sling uh merit badge yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> obi-wan has a few of those yeah well or does he he's never really that good at it yeah I mean, he's, he's gotten one he, well th- yeah but it took him uh it took him Forty years. Three movies and two television shows to do it. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I was kind of like, I dived a little too deep into the Padawan Braid uh, bit. It was cool to see that there was some trouble on Coruscant. We saw a little bit of that explored in... uh, Clone Wars. In the Clone Wars, and we see it a lot more in kind of novels and comics. But uh, I'd like to see more stuff, more of like that Coruscant underworld thing happening. You want thirteen thirteen. I, yeah, I do. I want thirteen thirteen. I think that would be neat. Or the uh tars or Terrace levels in uh uh Kotor? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, did you ever play uh the the Django Fett bounty hunter game? I did not. I I I don't I don't remember enough of it to say if it was good or not, but I do remember playing it and enjoying kind of the underworld aesthetic. Uh, that had maybe that's when okay. I need to, maybe that's when I need to track down for our future like video game podcast because that would that would be a fun thing to revisit, and then see how wrong I am in my rose tinted <laughs> memory. <club. laughs> so zero regard for droids' rights in this uh, <laughs> in this episode. You gotta put them down. Yeah, you gotta put him down. Yeah, gotta put him down. Well, you know what, John? Uh, we're we're being too hasty in our judgment. We should get the Rodian on the streets' point of view. Uh, no. I disagree. <laughs> well, that's a little taste of of the the Forces of Destiny show. Like I said before, if you're interested in knowing what we're talking about, seeing this, it's it's a great little introduction for for families, uh bringing a younger demographic into into Star Wars. They're 2 to 3 minutes a piece long. Uh they you're not really losing anything by not seeing them, but you you also stand to to gain some fun little nuggets of of Lore that you might not have thought of before, if you do watch them. So, that and that, and that's coming from guy in his mid twenties. Like this is not necessarily my opinion. Is not the opinion of the target audience. But I think it's still worth checking out, especially if you have young kids and and you you want to introduce them to Star Wars. And we'll we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some of these episodes, um, other episodes going forward, and you know little mini segments uh, along the way. Uh... Anything to add on top of that, John, before Uh, we close out the... I think you nailed it. All right. Well, moving on from that, John, you and I have been pretty busy. Funnily enough, we haven't been just doing podcast recording stuff. We've started doing some little side articles and and write-ups on the site. And I don't think we've really... We've mentioned it before, but I think it'd be cool if we... Kind of talked about what it is we've been writing about, and share with people kind of what they can expect from our extra notes and and our write ups on the uh, on the Hoth Topics podcast site, which is Podcast dot com. So, what have you been working on lately, John? You've got uh, a couple articles up floating around, and soon, soon to be some more.
0: So this this should be released sometime mid July, I believe.
1: Uh yeah, first uh, beginning week? of July,
0: first week. Okay. So I have started I'm going to be starting and should be hopefully nearly finished <laughs> with a a series of prop and costume and Star Wars DIYing posts pulling from existing props that I have documented before in the past and new props in uh and leads up to and lead up to San Diego Comic-Con, where my friend Catherine and I will do our traditional last minute we got to do something that we haven't done before costume, uh, which used to be steampunk all the time and now it's steampunk none of the time and mostly Star Wars related. By the time this comes out, I should be halfway through my finishing up my general Veer's armor build and you also and had a,
1: a heavy blaster pistol. yeah
0: that 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 will have been out for a couple of weeks by the time this airs. yeah our la- my last minute costume build will be a
1: uh, star Tours themed build. It's I'm so looking forward to seeing this it's so obnoxious. come together. It's it is it's gonna be glorious. So
0: Um my friend is a or was, I don't know, I'll need to talk to her, is a cast member at Disneyland. That's what kinda of gave me the idea to do a Star Tours Think Star Tours might have been my first experience of Star Wars. I don't remember. But I didn't want to do just what the cast members at Disneyland were because that's that's a costume or that's an outfit i can go on ebay and pick up from disgruntled disney employees taking their uniforms home or i don't know if they can i don't know if they, it's, they can it's, take it home it's really frowned uh, upon however Can't i do hasbro does deals with disney parks to have special commemorative figure boxes and whatnot and they did one a few years back called the star tours boarding crew which included a star tours officer which if you're familiar with the, the Hasbro three and a quarter inch or three and three quarters inch figures, they took the death star commando commander death squad. I don't know. the Name changes. It's the guys with the big helmets. They took that figure, gave it an Imperial officer hat and painted it obnoxious orange or Caltrans orange, as I like to call it for those in California. (laughs) And, um, very like and a vibrant, blue. a vibrant blue. Oh, it's not the uh, Death Star commando. It's a, um...
1: it's a scanning crew.
0: Yeah, it's the scanning crew. Um, for those that costume know, it's the X-wing jumpsuit, the gray uh, scanning crew jumpsuit, the black tie fighter outfit, the gray ATST jumpsuit. All of jumpsuit. them use
1: that same basic.
0: So I get to make one of those from scratch, which will be super fun. I don't want to do just an I. Well, I'm gonna do the the orange officer hat, but what I'd like to do is find a pattern to do a custom build of a the rebel trooper helmet, or which I think is very similar to the 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 Yavin base uh, flight control technician, the guys with the uh, I'm doing hand motions, and I keep forgetting the word audio medium. Yep, and um, I can't see you either because you, of
1: the thing in my way here. Yeah,
0: um, the 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 flight control sticks you know, the guiding, guiding oh, ships yeah, out. yeah, yeah, And then I would do that in the orange and blue with a big old Star Tours logo in the middle.
1: Dude, th- those uh, those guiding uh, light things are pretty simple to make. It's just plastic cone on a flashlight, essentially. I wasn't going to make
0: those, the, the guiding things, but just because I don't want to have... I want to have my hands free when I'm walking around. That That'll be
1: okay yeah that's fair
0: and um it's not gonna be your... like Jin urso and and rogue one where i can just mount them to
1: some back armor you could probably clip them onto your belt
0: yeah maybe maybe that'll we'll be my project see, we'll see what it
1: is maybe that'll be my project i do want to i would like to i
0: do want to print out some travel brochures Oh, that would be so rad. You know, because I'm a big fan of the Indoor Express, (laughs) but I know that there are liars and falsifiers out there that claim to have gone to Hoth on the... uh, Oh, this is all based on the the, uh, original version of
1: Star Tours. John has strong opinions about Star Tours.
0: I don't really have strong opinions. I've just never really been... I've never been on the new one.
1: Yeah, fair.
0: Uh, I, I haven't been to Disneyland since Star Tours changed out. So, I, I just I don't have any experience on it. Yeah. So, there's more robots in it. And there's <laughs> far less Captain Rex than what I would appreciate.
1: That is that is a shame that that's no longer a quick, thing. Quick
0: side tangent on Star Tours, since we're talking about it.
1: I think we're already in tangent territory. Yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> um, when I was a kid going on it and, and seeing Captain Rex, I would get legitimately scared because some of the some of the ride machines, the Rex droid they had attached a "remove before flight tag and I being young assumed that meant like "remove before ride operates and not like (laughs) a joke of like, you know, he's, he's not a good pilot and like it's going to malfunction sort of thing. And so when I'd get in the ride vehicles that had that, I would be legitimately scared that that tag was going to like get caught in the
1: droid and then we were all going to be on fire. (laughs) So that's, that's pretty awesome uh but so you're going to be basically going through some of your prop builds yeah. and and sticking your your process up on up on our site yeah and a, and a
0: couple I have a couple other posts on there right now that are kind of reflections on on our time on the podcast the first one I did was about how I haven't been able to really listen to other people's podcasts since we started and I did another one on the differences i was seeing in in the um audiences of solo cuz we went to go see it at a premiere at the chinese theater with a bunch of other star, star wars, wars fans and then we were in costume and we were hanging out at a star wars theme bar the scum and villainy up there and then the next time i saw it was at the local theater and just like the reactions it was almost before uncomfortable and after were, like the yeah. difference so that's what I've been up to. Ian, Ian, did you do anything?
1: You don't really write, do you? you don't have any opinions. <laughs> I don't really write. I don't have opinions. No, I'm just, I'm just. I, I keep everything inside, and that's and I speak to no one about safe. anything. I, yeah, I like to sit in my safe space. And, that's what the voices tell me, and not offend anybody. I just, you know, hide under tables, and and I'm I'm re- actually a really quiet guy. I don't normally talk about things. Uh, real quick, before I get into to, to my thing. Um, the two sort of article types that you're writing, a lot of your uh, opinion pieces and and reflections are under your uh, a quick Anoat
0: so uh, the,
1: series. Which why don't you explain that title for a second? So the, the
0: the cover image I use is a card from a location card from the Star Wars customizable card game I grew up playing. When when I was a kid, I always assumed that the pronunciation of that planet was a note, so it was a quick note, a quick unnote. And then in one of the, I think it was Rebels, where they, like, like oh we're going to the Anilwatt system, I'm like oh you jerk. And I, but it's already too late to change it. And I thought it was a great, it was, it was a dumb pun that mean one person will get, because I'm the other person, readings. and <laughs> our podcast is hot topics. And the Hoth system or the Hoth, planet Hoth is in the Anowat system, so there was two levels of deep cuts there that um <laughs> turned out to one be incorrect and now is
1: probably should be changed, but no, I'm not like gonna it. because yeah. uh, I've already made the graphics. So we've got uh, a quick Anowat, which is your kind of thoughts, opinion, yeah. opinion piece, op ed pieces, and then. What is the article uh, title for your, my your prop things? upcoming prop That's series?
0: Imperial Prop
1: Aganda. V- very good. Very good. Uh, well, I, I too have been writing some stuff up. Regular listeners will know, and I preface my very first article with the fact that I am known for having spirited opinions about things. Get mm, some words. Uh, <laughs> what, what really got me uh, started writing... On uh, this these these kind of opinion pieces La- the last couple weeks we've we've had a, a bit of a a bit of a dust up in the star wars fandom i think it, it's safe to say that there have been some there's been a bit of a reckoning uh between maybe some more toxic members of the community and people who maybe have stood by and quietly kind of let this fester for a while. And we're finally starting to talk about it and talk about the negativity that's been affecting the fandom. And so I, I wanted to, I wanted to take the opportunity to kind of voice my opinions on it in a, in a matter where I'm not sitting here talking off the cuff of my head, off, off the top of my head. Like I love doing the podcast and sharing my opinions on here, but I really wanted to start doing things where I had a little bit more time to dive deep and really think on the subject and be able to really say what I wanted to say. So the the articles that I am writing are called uh, Ian Has Opinions On. So a little, little joke there, but... Uh, it's not really a joke. It's it's, it, it's factual it's a, statement. It's a, it's, a, it's a fact, yeah. Uh, and it, it the, the, the first two that I've written, uh, I've put up there, are focusing on this sort of toxic fandom that has been popping up lately and my opinions on, on that. And I think it's safe to say, you know, most people who listen to us know that we're not, you know, we, we've got our, we've got our opinions and we've got our, our, our jokes and things. But at the end of the day, like we support people who, who uh, love their fandom uh, in a positive manner and, Mm. and don't go after other people. For, for not liking the things that they like or don't like. Uh, I dive a little bit deep into that, but going forward, it's not going to sorely, so solely be about the, the kind of downside and things. I'll just uh, use it as an opportunity to uh, share my thoughts on Star Wars uh, and go maybe deeper into some topics that we cover on the podcast and some things that maybe we haven't covered yet and just uh, share share my own personal opinions a little bit more so um my my uh my opinion pieces are Ian has opinions on uh John's are a quick annoette and it's a quick a note a quick a note <laughs> don't don't break the illusion and uh <laughs> it it's thoroughly shattered at this point it is <laughs> and uh he'll also have his his prop making stuff up on uh imperial prop propaganda so that's a little bit of what we've been doing on the side when we're not recording episodes in in
0: regards to to your most recent opinion piece um
1: uh the one i wrote on
0: george lucas on the the fans george lucas and the fans yeah yeah. uh you know i don't read our stuff um
1: (laughs) and yet we're about to talk about it
0: so (laughs) just just real quick is that as as the editor of the show I have cut stuff out of the out of episodes that um, dealt with uh, you talking about kind of the bad apples in the fandom, and I did it mostly because I didn't want to. I didn't I, want I to like a, poke the bear, sort of thing. I have a tendency with a, with to a, not with newer. Um, with newer listeners right. and, you know, be welcoming to everybody. But over the past couple of weeks, we have seen just this insane increase in, 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 in toxicity. I, I don't want to keep using that term because it it's used nonstop, but like the, the negativity and then another, another rise in positivity coming to meet it, which has been, very eye opening the like maybe maybe i shouldn't have cut that stuff out
1: um, well in your defense i tend to in the heat of the moment my the actual meaning of what i'm trying to say gets kind of lost in my spirited way of saying it right so i i i don't like hold that against you when i say something that sounds maybe kind of off even if that's not my original intention and you're really good at like knowing oh i know exactly what ian means but saying it like a dickhead (laughs) yeah and 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 to kind of break kayfabe
0: here to use a wrestling term our show dynamic is you say something and then i'll be a you know a jackass back to you (laughs) but uh a topic like that i didn't feel comfortable being like being sarcastic back at you because it is a real problem yeah so i'm glad that we now have a a place for
1: you to kind of collect your thoughts right and share them in a way that does not come off as yeah. uh, assholishness <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah and and that's and that's fair enough um but i think that you and i can both agree that in the in the current fandom uh there there's been a lot of negativity and to, to, to really extremes. Um, we've seen, we've seen sexism, racism, death threats, uh, all over this thing that we all supposedly love and come together over, uh, which is star Wars. And, uh, really, I think I, I'm going to say this for, for me and you can you uh, agree or not, but I think it's safe to say that we both, Really uh, stand with the people out there who are um, trying to remake *Lost Jedi*. <laughs> God no, no. Okay, uh, we, we we really stand with the people who are uh, combating this this negativity by just sharing their positive experiences mm-hmm. and and uh, trying to be more inviting to the next generation of Star Wars fans. Because at the end of the day, we. We got to grow up on Star Wars. We got to uh, grow up on this this amazing uh, galaxy full of content. And there were definitely some, some turbulations along the way. But we, we got our childhood, um, our childhood love of Star Wars as kids. And the next generation really deserves a, a fandom that's going to be welcoming to them. That's going to support the content that they're going to grow up with and and really uh, make people feel like this is a place where fun can be had and um, we we support the 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 people who are are working towards uh, making the fandom a more inviting place uh, for anybody to come and, and enjoy and share the love of Star Wars that we have so um, that's that's. Uh, that's that on that subject. <laughs> um, now the
0: question is, will I edit it out?
1: No, oh mom After God. apologizing for editing stuff
0: out, leave in the apology,
1: <laughs> but edit out everything. Everything. Else. Just, just delete just like... my track. You're just talking to yourself <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> no, I, I I appreciate that, man. I appreciate uh, you 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 uh, talking about that, and it it definitely has been an eye-opening experience here. Mm-hmm. Um. In the fandom, and and like, I am I am just overwhelmed and 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 uh, really really uh, hopeful uh, when I see kind of the the people that we've come to learn about through doing this podcast, and how how open they are and how supportive they are of the fans that are trying to create this this better this better fandom um and there there are so many really good positive influencers out there um maybe i'll, I'll put together a list and and we can we can put them uh somewhere uh, maybe in the show notes here mm-hmm. um just people that that are working really hard to uh make things better different podcasts and, and star wars fans out there so um special thank you to all of you i i I will name you in the show notes, uh, and there are probably even more out there than I know about. But it's, it's really heartening to see that we're not the crazy people who, who are – we're not the, the minority here, even though uh, it sometimes can feel like that with all the different voices shouting online never nowhere else will you find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy unless
0: <laughs> unless you go to the scum and villainy cantina
1: which is, which is, is a safe awesome. place for nerds yeah it's and it, uh, shout out to the scum and villainy cantina we've c- talked about it before but it if you're in hollywood and you're looking for a place to just nerd out that is where you go links to them in the show notes too <laughs> links for everybody <laughs> everyone gets a link you get a link you get a link everybody gets a link and somebody gets a Zelda. Uh, and...
0: I was going to make that joke, but then I was like, you know what? Our, this... fans, our fans
1: expect better. <laughs> from you, maybe. Not from me. They know what to expect out of me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, I had a good time uh, talking about Forces of Destiny and kind of our side projects here. Um, if you have a topic that you would like to hear us talk about and investigate... Uh, we are always open and willing to hear uh, your suggestions, your comments, your criticisms, uh, and we we want to hear from you. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think about what we're talking about. Um, and we we will we will get back to you. And we'll uh, we just want to start having those conversations with people who listen. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at. Um, hothpod at gmail.com there it is. or if you want to find us on twitter we are at hothpod and you can always check us out on our website hothtopicspodcast.com that's hothtopicspodcast.com and you can listen to us on a variety of different uh, podcast channels iTunes, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts we should be there let us know Talk to us. We want to interact with you. I'm tired too. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is it is it is another late night recording, but I think the uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the tired makes us At least we're not drinking. Yeah <laughs> That'll be that'd a be different a mi- podcast. That'd be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the Star Wars. Who is the force anyway? <laughs> uh all right good times well um i've been ian
0: i've got to figure out where i can get any obnoxious orange jumpsuit and
1: a vibrant blue one that's john this has been another episode of hot topics a podcast about star wars thank you very much everybody we will see you next time may the force ever be in your favor Panic save.
0: I, I clicked out of the uh, recording software.
1: Ah. All right. <laughs> and clap back. <laughs>
0: Unnecessary. <laughs> so, this, well, my TV's going to turn off. This God, is panic mode. Madness. Is, everything's breaking out. Everything now. is madness. Okay.
1: Panic. Panic. Uh. That reminded me of a talking point I wanted to, to talk about. yeah i actually didn't think
0: about it until now like the how great of a uh, thing this is for watching it as a family like you said the the older fans or mom and dad and you could say know a little bit more about what's going on in the overall story and i had a thought there and i realized in that moment that in my hand i'm holding a plastic knife and one lens from a pair of glasses i found on the ground so that thoroughly <laughs> distracted me um so okay let me rewind um it's my his name is john cena da, 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 da.
1: do you want to give it a cut point there so you have a note tag Nah.
0: Yeah. All right.